Welcome to Lift Off with Energizing Results, the podcast that can help you become a better partner in your family and a self-propelled leader with inner certainty in your business. Now, here's your host, Ube Dakhorn. Welcome to Lift Off with Energizing Results. Let me start with an invitation for you before we dive in. This is a safe and neutral space here. The more open and honest you answer the questions that will come up to yourself, the more effective this will be for you. Sound good? Okay, here we go. Today, I'm very excited to introduce you to Julie Jeski uh, Pierre. How are you doing, Julie? And where are you hanging out right now? I am doing extremely well. Thank you so much, Uwe, for having me on. I appreciate it. And I am in the Twin Cities area of Minnesota in the U.S., so Minneapolis-St. Paul area. <laughs> Wonderful. I hope you had a, a great Labor Day yesterday. Happy Labor Day again. Thank you. And yes, I did. <laughs> Wonderful. Julie Geske Peer is the founder, president of Peer Performance Solutions, which enhances individual and organizational performance. She's also the author of the International Book Awards finalist, Five Senses for Success. And I think your mission to restore your relationships and amplify your results is remarkable. So very thankful I can talk to you today, Julie. Thank you so much. And again, thanks for having me on. I'm looking forward to our conversation. Yes, me too. So let's dive right in. So my first question to you is, who's your ideal client and what's the biggest challenge they face? So I would say my ideal client is somebody looking to build or enhance leadership. And I want to be clear that the way I think of leadership is that it can be displayed anywhere and actually ideally is displayed anywhere. So yes, it can be leadership within a role where people report into you. That's great. But it can also be in families, in communities, anywhere that you go and uh, work with people and or interact with people. That's an opportunity to display leadership. Um, in terms of the challenges that I see with that often or um, times where I see people making mistakes with that, if you will, um, I see an unbalance of the needed skills in leadership. So the way I think of it is we really need those relationship and communication skills. They are so critical to success in leadership. We have to build relationships. We have to um, connect with people. But we also have to have the little bit harder side of things, uh, harder skills, if you will, if those are soft skills. We need to be able to set clear expectations. We need to hold people accountable sometimes. Ideally, we're hoping, helping people to grow and evolve in their roles. So it's like the balance of these two sides is really important in leadership. And often I'm working with somebody who's got a strength in one or the other and is challenged by the opposite side, if you will. Wonderful. I, I love that you mentioned also and brought into the picture the family because it's super important uh, on both also of the, those sides uh, with, within the work, but also outside of the work. And so what are common mistakes uh, your clients typically make when trying to solve that kind of problem? So it's interesting. There can be tendencies, and I don't like to generalize too much, but if I were to generalize, I see a lot of people in nonprofits where I work, they've gone into that work because they're passionate about a mission, they're very relational, um, they want to be all about the relationships that they're building and helping people. 
they might struggle a little bit on the side of setting clear expectations, uh, holding people accountable, having those tough conversations that sometimes are needed when we lead because um, we have to make sure that we are treating everybody fairly and that we have the same expectations for everybody. Obviously, they're unique to roles and things like that, but we need to um, make sure that we are holding people to a certain standard, whatever it is that we are setting within our teams or divisions or companies at, at large. And then if I were to generalize on the corporate side, sometimes people evolve into leadership because they have been excellent individual individual contributors. They go into the leadership role, they may not be given really good sound leadership training on how to be a leader, right? They've just been lifted into this role and they think, uh-oh, I need to prove that I was the right one. And so they think they have to know everything. They think they have to display confidence at all times. And they might go a little too hard with that in mind. My way or the highway, this is the way we're going to do it. They may not be fully engaging their teams to build um, that team uh, culture and to build on everybody's strengths across the team, right? If they are my way or the highway, they're only building on their own strengths, whereas we have opportunity as leaders to build on the whole group's strengths. And that's going to be much more powerful than one individual's strengths, right? The more, the better. The more minds, the better. So um, I see those uh, kind of things in general often playing out. Now, they can crisscross too, right? So they can be in both sides. But I think it's really finding that balance that's critical. Wonderful. And I love the, uh, you know, your passion for <laughs> your work. So it really sparks. <laughs> so before I ask Julie, what is one valuable free action that our audience can easily implement? Let me quickly say something here to our audience. If you are enjoying the show so far, please rate and recommend us to someone you think could benefit from the show. Thank you in advance for spreading the word. So Julie, what is one valuable free action that our audience can implement that will help, uh, that, will help with that kind of issue? Yeah, I think that it's really important for people to self-reflect which, where is my strength and recognize it and build on it. But then also take that extra step of where are the opportunities I have to enhance maybe the opposite side. Like maybe we have a strength in one side and there are opportunities in the other and self-reflecting is really key, I think, as a leader, because when we self-reflect, we open ourselves to the idea that we could improve, we could enhance our skills, we have opportunities to do things even better than we're doing it. Obviously, people get lifted into leadership because they've already had success, and that's wonderful. But we always have opportunity, no matter where we are in our leadership journey, to continue to expand and enhance that leadership. So doing that self-reflection, building on the sides, the areas where we have gap areas or um, opportunities to uh, really lift our leadership meaningfully, and then taking steps, action steps to attack those, if you will. Wonderful. And if I understand this correctly, so it's uh, that, you know, of course, uh, when you when you start to self-reflect on that, uh, on yourself, you also start uh, to embrace the relationship with yourself first. So therefore, you're much more likely to be able to 
uh, enhance your relationships uh, with your peers, but also at home, right? Yes, absolutely. I agree with that. We, when we step back and look at ourselves and when we recognize we can grow, Others around us sense that, where whether it's home or workplace or community, and it builds, um, it automatically influences other people to open up as well, right? And do some self-reflecting and grow their own skills. So it's a great way to model leadership, if you will. Wonderful. Uh, thank you for sharing these uh, these insights already. And uh, so my next question is, what is one valuable free resource that you can direct people to that will help with that kind of issue? And also, uh, where can folks just uh, find you? <laughs> <laughs> sure. So on my website, well, one of them, peer, P-E-E-R, performance, solutions, plural, dot com. There are three free free resources along the lines of things I've talked about. One on leadership, one on empathy, and one on accountability. So you would just do forward slash from peerperformancesolutions.com, forward slash leadership, empathy, or accountability. One of those words. So there are three free resources available for people if they want to enhance any area of uh, these things I've been talking about. And I also have a website, Julie Geske Peer without the hyphen.com. So. Wonderful. Thank you for sharing. And, uh, you know, I asked for one and we got three. <laughs> so can't get better. No, no, don't, don't be. I <laughs> appreciate it very much. So what's, um, you know, the one question I should have asked you that would be of great value to our audience. So I thought, I think that, um, I mentioned self-reflecting as one way to think about where we are as leaders. I guess the question is, how can I understand where I am on that balance beyond self-reflection? And I have thoughts around that. So I think it's really important to engage the people around us. So um, if we observe how people react to us when we are talking or doing things, If we notice when they are experiencing frustration and what we might have done to contribute to that, again, being open to the idea that we could improve, if we listen carefully to what they say to us, not just in um, conversations that we have directly, but that's important, but also in 360 feedback, which is sometimes hard to hear or understand that there are criticisms out there, opportunities that people see. If we really try to open ourselves to understanding other people's perspectives with regard to how we are showing up as leaders, that gives us more information to figure out what we can shore up or what gaps we can fill. Um, and then always, 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 being in a space of appreciation when we do this, because these, the people around us are giving us valuable input and we want to treat it that way. So saying thank you to somebody you're having a direct conversation with, and I appreciate you giving me that feedback. I'm going to really reflect on it. I'll circle back with what I think I'm going to do around that. Or in 360 case, 360 feedback case, talking to your teams and saying, here are the things that I've seen in the 360 feedback that I could kind of work on. And here are some of the things I'm planning to do. If you have other ideas for me, I'd love to hear them. Being vulnerable and sharing where we have opportunities 
again, modeling that leadership we hope our teams will display. We want them to be acknowledging and open to growth also, right? And if we aren't, they're unlikely to be, right? So by doing that, I think we can inspire more growth, more evolution. Absolutely. And I kind of, I kind of agree more. So it's, uh, we all have blind spots. And so it is the best way to really being open. And I love that you connect it to an appreciative uh, mindset uh, to be open uh, of your feedback because of the blind spots, but also uh, it's there's value in what people, what other people can see in yourself. And, you know, we're getting a little deeper here already. So this brings me to my final question. It's a personal one. When was the last time you experienced goosebumps with your family and why? Well, as you mentioned earlier, we had Labor Day weekend this weekend. And so it's just this past weekend, but it happens somewhat regularly. And here are the times that I find those goosebumps without fail. So in families, obviously, there are going to be times of challenge, difficulties, maybe conflict. My husband and I might have a conflict. We do sometimes. Uh, difference of opinion. Uh, we are raising our first granddaughter who is 12 and fully going into the teenage mindset. So sometimes connect or correcting behaviors or thought processes that are happening there can lead to what feels like conflict. I like to think of those times of conflict as opportunities to grow, for somebody to grow. Whether it's our granddaughter, myself, or my husband, we all have an opportunity to evolve and and enhance the way we show up in our relationships. And so it's the the starting with some kind of difficulty, moving through the conflict, whatever that looks like, and the growth that comes out of it to that point of amazing connection afterwards. So I'm thinking of the hugs, the apologies sometimes, the I love yous, the that I'm even getting goosebumps as I'm describing it because I'm deep envisioning it in my mind, the moment when that reconnect happens after the conflict, difficulty, growth, reconnect. I just love those moments that happen periodically in families and they can happen in a little bit different way in workplaces as well. We may not be hugging people at work or saying, I love you and that kind of thing, but um, there are ways to have that kind of feel anywhere. But those are the moments that I feel chills in a good way to um, to appreciate the connections with another human being. Excellent. Cannot uh, say that uh, we are against it. We are for it and uh, never miss an opportunity for an amazing goosebumps moment <laughs> and be open for that. Wonderful, <laughs> Julie. <laughs> thank you, uh, Julie, for uh, this beautiful goosebumps moment. Also, thank you for our conversation. It was a pleasure talking to you and I appreciate very much the knowledge and insights you share with us today. Oh, thank you so much again for having me on. It was my pleasure. Thank you for listening and as always, energizing results to you and your loved ones. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and recommend on Apple Podcast, Overcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also get more great information at uve.corn.com.